Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Welcome to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Weekly winners from his Wise Guy Roundtable. Broadcasting from the pregame.com studios in Las Vegas. Here is R.J. Bell. All right, college basketball dream preview back in action. Previewing the upcoming games for the weekend of January the 11th and the 12th here. We'll get you covered also on a Friday game, January the 10th, with at least the the perceived biggest games of the weekend. We'll break down all those. And, of course, we'll give you our best bets. I got A.J. Hoffman with me. Of course, I'm Brad Powers. A.J. off a of best bet winner. Brad Powers off a of best bet winner. We got Dave Essler off a of best bet winner. He's got one on a game that we will not d- dive deep into. He's going off the, the radar here. Sleepy J off a of best bet winner. He's going to give you a side and total for the upcoming weekend. And I'm going to give you a bonus bet, best bet since we didn't get to it on the football podcast in the FCS National Championship game that's going Saturday. It's on ABC. It's a national championship game. Why not have a little bit on it? I'll give you a, two best bets, one in basketball, one in football. Without further ado, I am pleased to be joined by the one, the only, Mr. A.J. Hoffman. How's it go, A.J.? It's going great, man. How are we doing out there in Vegas? We're doing all right. You know, we always like to pull behind the curtain here. We don't like to hide anything. You know, we got off to a slow start here as a podcast. I mean, we had a specific time to to record this thing, and uh, we should be wrapping. It was an hour and 10 minutes ago. Hour and 10 (laughs) minutes ago. And uh, you listeners out there can, you know, I'll just throw it out to you. You can guess on who uh, was the reason why we're an hour and 10 minutes late. So hopefully we can get this out. McKenzie. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think it was McKenzie. Let's just put Ego-maniac. it. He, he's he's the underdog there. That, that's funny. Oh, I forgot. McKenzie, you got a best bet, right? NBA? Oh, yeah. All right. So best bet from McKenzie. In the, and that won last week, right? Yep. First quarter, 76ers hit again. So we're five for five, ladies and gentlemen. Now, oh, we well, ha- now I, I don't know if he can do that same thing. Cause I, is Embiid going to play the first quarter with his mangled I'm sure, finger? I'm sure he's, he's out for two weeks. So we're going to take a little pause on that trend. All okay. right. He's got you covered with the NBA. That's one and only pretty McKenzie. pretty gross, by the way. Matty C's also in the house here. Hey, guys. Do you have any best bets? My best bet is to listen to you guys. All right. He's also here. So we've got a full house here. I'm excited to do it. Before we get to the games here, of course, we've got to listen to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ric Flair. Showtime! Woo! Let's get it started here. Maryland, Iowa. This is a Friday night game. A big one, especially when you consider what Maryland's coming off of. The number 12 Terps at Iowa. We're going to project the spread to be, and that's what we uh, do here, guys. I know a lot of you, I'll explain this quickly as we go, but I know a lot of you are transitioning over from football to basketball. You know, the one thing that's different with the college basketball podcast is we have to do a little bit of line projection. It's not like football where the lines are out all week. Uh, We have to do a little bit of projection here, and we're going to project this one, Maryland, a slight Road favorite, one, total 147. I'll let Mr. AJ lead the way. Where are you going at in this one? 
Yeah, I'm going to lean Maryland, and the the only thing that keeps it from being a, a, a like for me is just the way that home court has gone in the Big Ten. Uh, the, the dominance continues, although I think Illinois got a win last night on the road. There's been a couple here and there, but, boy, they're few and far between right now. And uh, I, Iowa doesn't feel the same right now as they did before the Penn State loss. They had all this momentum. They're winning in the, in the first half of that Penn State game, and then – they lose C.J. Frederick, and he's got like a stress reaction in his foot. Uh, they fall apart in the second half of that Penn State game, and then they lose at Nebraska, which, listen, I understand the, the home the home road splits are pretty heavy, but if you're a contender, you can't be losing at Nebraska. Uh, now, to be fair, Iowa will never shoot that badly again this season. I can't imagine, as, as, as they did against Nebraska, but... They're down to seven scholarship guys. They're playing a Maryland team that prides itself on making games ultra-physical. Uh, it's an offense-versus-defense game. And, and Maryland's they, they lost on the road to Penn State. They lost on the road to Seton Hall. But they're about to hit a stretch of road games. And Iowa, honestly, is the type of game that you need to win if, if you're a real contender in the Big Ten. So uh, then much like Penn State, Maryland, an excellent shot-blocking team. We talked about this in Penn State versus Iowa last week. Uh, and, and it's going to make it hard for Luca Garza to to really have his way inside. So it's a lean to Maryland for me. Maryland minus one. All right, I am looking since we are taping this on late Thursday night. I am looking and seeing a couple of the overnight books that have put this one out, and I just got done saying, hey, we project the line to be Maryland one, total one forty seven, and just to show that you know sometimes. Uh, we're pretty decent at this. We do our best. Right now, I'm showing Maryland one and a half total, one forty six and a half. So that's not too bad to be within. There you a, go. A, within a half point, and I think we've done a fairly decent job of it. Uh, you know, we won't be perfect uh, on every game, and and let's face it, if we're two three points off, sometimes that might sign- signify us having some bets. I know that was the case uh, last week where Utah State got you know big time money over San Diego State. Uh, you know, AJ, you you lean San Diego State on the podcast, but it turned uh, into a bet for me. Yeah, it, it had to turn into a bet. Why? I mean, it, our line projection uh, w- was way off on that one particular game. So uh, think about that when, when you're thinking about this one. Uh, but a lean for AJ on Maryland. I am going to lean with Iowa here. Uh, not a strong one. I, I, AJ kind of briefly mentioned, you know, how the Big Ten teams. Have done at home. I got the exact numbers here. Did you ever tweet that out? Didn't I have a call to action for you? Well, you we didn't have to tweet it out because we answered it on the podcast. All right, fair enough. But you got a better memory than me. Here's the current standings as we are taping on Thursday night, six forty-five Pacific time, Vegas, baby. Big Ten home teams this year. This is in conference. Big Ten home teams twenty-three and four straight up. That's not too bad. Winning by about ten points per game. ATS 18 and 8, that's 69%, covering by about six and a half points per game. You mentioned there was one win last night, although it was close, and it didn't look good for a majority of it. Really, Illinois in that game caught fire late. So, because of that trend, I don't blindly play on trends. It's not going to be a bet for me, but it is a lean on Iowa. You mentioned Iowa being down to, to seven scholarship players. Maybe the under might be the play here, and that looks like where some of the early money is going because, you know, Maryland's not a very deep team either. They don't go to their bench very much. They're number 296 in the country in bench minutes, and this is their third game, Maryland, in seven days, and they're off that big win against the Buckeyes. So uh, I think we are buying Iowa a little bit low. There might be a reason for it, like A.J. mentioned, with them down uh, to seven scholarship players, but both of those losses that Iowa had, back-to-back losses being both on the road, just a lame for me on Iowa. Any closing thoughts? No, uh, another 
Big Ten home win tonight. Michigan pulls it out in in double overtime against Purdue, eighty four seventy eight. They got a cover. Oh uh, wow, they overtime. got a cover in double overtime. They're laying like five yes, five did. and a half there. Oh yes, wow, Purdue backers. Mackenzie, that's, that's the definition of a bad beat. You're covering. That's why you don't back Purdue after regulation. That's what you get. You're covering after the first overtime, and the only time you're not covering is the final. It must have been a couple of buzzer beaters to go, not not your way as a Purdue backer or a Purdue won or they lost. No, no they lost. lost. Mackenzie, uh-huh. I'm got coming back to you until the NBA now. <laughs> Just for that, I'll yeah, play the out. RJ. He's role. Out. eliminated. Yeah, eliminated. Just like Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a, so now twenty four and four and nineteen and eight against the spread with that update on the Michigan winning straight up and against the spread. Let's move, keep it hot and heavy here because unlike last week, just to tease ahead here, we had you know similar best bets. Me and Sleepy were on the same best bet. AJ and Dave were on the same best bet. If, if memory serves, all winners this week. None of them are the same. So five different best bets from the boys here that'll be coming up late and it'll be the games that we're not discussing here georgetown villanova next in line this is saturday action uh georgetown at villanova we're going to project the line villanova about a six and a half point favorite total 150 this one tips off at noon on fox sports one where are you going at this one it looks like you got the stronger of the two opinions here yeah i, I like nova <clears throat> um i've been a georgetown seller and it's it bit me quite a bit early in the season. I, I didn't believe in the addition by subtraction team. They don't have enough ball. Like, they've got seven guys, and they all basically – well, five of them play the same position. So it, it's it's tough for me to believe in Georgetown. I think they got a temporary bump with getting out some of the, the cancerous guys. But now, the, you know, you, you start to realize after you play for a while with just seven scholarship guys, it catches up to you. I, I think it helps that we just saw Georgetown just – beat the the tar out of a, a, a St. John's team that couldn't shoot for anything. Unlikely that Villanova is going to shoot 35% and, and 24% from three like, yep. like the Johnnies did. Uh, Georgetown's last two road games, a couple of 16-point losses to Providence and Seton Hall. I, I mean, Villanova's right there in that grouping. Villanova's a, 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 an offensively efficient team. They'd, they'd won nine straight in this series until Georgetown beat them in D.C. last year, I expect them to uh, to to come into this game hungry, looking to get that game back. I, I expect a focused Villanova team uh, returning home after that tough road trip we talked about last week with Marquette and Creighton. You get agreement w- with me, although I'm leaning Villanova here. I thought it was a good response, Villanova, uh, after that Marquette loss, which was, memory serves correct, I think sleepy of me on Marquette. Nice winner there. But I like the fact that Villanova's on the road, a very tough place to play. At Creighton, they get the job done there. Uh, looking at it, you, you're right. I mean, Villanova hasn't been particularly great shooting the three ball, which they've made a living on on a lot of their national champion on a couple of their national championship teams. Uh, reality is, <laughs> they haven't adjusted too well with the three point line being being moved back about a foot and a half. I mean, they're number one seventy five in percentage. Uh, I mean, that, that's really low for, for for the Wildcats, a team that's in the top twenty five as far as uh, attempts, uh, percentage of attempts of their overall uh, field goals for them. Just a lean for me. It does seem like a decent spot here for the Wildcats coming back home after a couple of tough road games. I will get to this, though. If McKenzie does something like that again, this is what you're getting. Just so you know. Now I know know that I'm getting good with this replay machine to know where this is at. So just, just know. 
that's what you're going to get. Oh, that's he's fair. quiet. That's All fair. Right. That's fair. All right. I thought, I thought my mic was muted. I'm sorry. All right. No, no muting mics here. It's, you know, free country, free, freedom of speech. Doesn't mean that you can't get criticized for it. Uh, any closing thoughts for this one, AJ? No, that's all I got for this one. All right. We're moving hot and heavy. Why? Because we got about 10 games to get to here. You know what? I lied. Oh, my God. I didn't cry. I cried. I'm not afraid to admit it. I cried. Nope. I didn't cry. I lied. I'm going to give you two best bets, and my best bet is in the games that we're actually going to cover. I'm not going off the board to some freaking you know swack game or me act game or whatever sleepy and aj's going to or you know some west coast pacific coast league record you know under 12 or whatever it looks like some of these teams are i don't blame you there's some value there but i'm going with the game the game on saturday for college basketball number four baylor at number three kansas will project the line to be kansas eight and a half point home favorite total right around 131 and that is where my best bet will be in college hoops this uh weekend best bet under 131 although you know it seems like that's kind of a high projection here's why i don't think it is because if you've been following these two teams have been very low scoring games i'll get to that in a second why i think it'll still be priced right in this range is you know we're getting to the point now where people are transitioning from football to basketball if there's one game anybody's going to bet on Saturday as far as college hoops, it's this one. It's before the NFL two divisional games start. Why? This one's 1 o'clock, a tip time Eastern Standard on CBS. So I am guessing you know, the general public want a little bit of action before the two football games that, that are kick off later in the afternoon. They're going to see two top five teams, and they're going to see a relatively low total. So... You know, why not? Let's go over. I mean, that's what recreational betters are going to be doing at this point because they haven't been following. It's not like they've been winning and losing with some basketball picks here. I'm going under. You just look at these two defenses. Uh, I mean, you got two top 10 defenses here. And look at the trend lines of these two defenses. Kansas, five straight opponents held to 57 points or less. Four straight unders for the Jayhawks. You look at Baylor's defense, number eight in the country. Only one team in the last seven games has topped 58 points versus Baylor's number eight defense. So, I mean, let's just think about it this way. Kansas going to be laying eight and a half, nine. So I'll just do some quick math here. Our total projection of 131. Uh, so, you know, the, the spread's going to be saying Kansas should win this game 70 to 61. So what I do sometimes is, you know, how does the game going to play? How, how would you think the game plays? Is it more likely Kansas wins a game 80-71 to 71 in this instance, you know, to put up 10 points on each team? Or is it much more likely that this game is 60-51, to 51, subtract 10 points from both teams? I, I could easily see it being 60-51. to 51. I certainly cannot see it 80-71. to 71. Therefore, I think there's some value here. 131, I'm going best bet for me in College basketball under the total, under 131. What say you, AJ? Yeah, you get an agreement from me. I like Baylor, Kansas, under 131 as well. Baylor, uh, I don't know if they can win this game. I don't know if they'll get an outright win. They're 2-0 straight up as a dog, though, against Nova and, and Texas Tech. But they haven't lost since November 8th against Washington. And 
their last four games been pretty. Uh, their last four games that they've gone against decent competi- competition. I took out the UT Martin and Jackson State game. Those teams are outside the top 300, but all all four of those games have gone under. Beat the closing total by 24 and a half points. Wow. Uh, Kansas on a similar run. Their last four opponents: Iowa State, West Virginia, Stanford, Nova. All under games. All under by an average of 24 points per game. So both these teams, you're not setting the lines low enough for either one of these teams. And now they're coming together. Baylor started four and two to overs. They're two and five to the under since then. Uh, and if we get a game in the 50s, I'm going to lean to the dog. So I lean Baylor as well, getting eight and a half if that's the case. Uh, these, these two teams, second and eighth in adjusted defense in the country. So I, I think it's going to be a, a, a rock fight game. It's a, it's going to be a sort of a Big East style game. And unless we see a sub 130 number, I'll be on the under right there with you. I like the under as well. And we maybe it's recency bias, but we've just seen that with the two uh, you know, most recent high-profile Big 12 games involving these teams, Baylor, Texas Tech, on what was that, Tuesday night, and you know, last Saturday, Kansas-West Virginia. Games played in the 50s. That's why, I mean, the 131 is basically saying, hey, the game's going to be played relatively in the 60s. I don't see that. I think, uh, I mean, much more... Much more likely it's played in the 50s and the 70s. That's why I think there's value here playing under the 131. We'll see if it comes out. My buy price will be all the way down to 128.5. Anything less than 128.5, it will not be a best bet for me. But anything higher than 128.5, good to go for number four Baylor, Kansas. Best bet for me is under 131 Baylor, Kansas game. Let's keep it moving here. I am going to call you out on this one, AJ. Okay. When I saw that you picked NC State Virginia Tech, I'm like, boy, he's going to have a monster play on this one. He's at least going to have a like, maybe a best bet. I can't wait to see his handicap on this one because I mean, it's not a pair of top 25 teams. Usually, our rule is at least one of these games that one of the teams has to be in the top 25, or there must be a really interesting factor. But then I, you sent over the notes, AJ. And you only got to lean in this game. Explain yourself. Why? Why, why do we pick this game? I, Brad, I'm, I'm trying to pick seven, eight games. I, I mean, well, well I, I know, know Ohio State, Indiana. Like I, I looked at that and I was like, ah, we probably should have included Ohio State, Indiana on the card. Dave Essler's got a best bet on that game. Why aren't we including that game? Brad, when I send you those games, those are my suggestions. If you want oh, to suggest something oh, different, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know you could take me. Any day of the week in a street fight, so I, I get concerned if I punch back at you on Come some of these suggestions. On. I know. I will I will make some suggestions moving forward. But let's get to your handicap here. Yeah, I uh I I, I don't feel super strongly about this game, but I, I but I, one of the reasons included. why I like this game. I, I did. I, I because it seems like a lot of people are saying North Carolina State is is a contender and I Fair just enough. don't see it. Uh, I've heard a lot of they're one of the better teams in the ACC, and I get because North Carolina's down, everybody, Virginia's down, everyone's looking for other teams in the ACC that they can say are good, and North Carolina State seems to be a trendy one because they're, they're, they are really good offensively, but they're 2-3 and three straight up uh, away from home. They're 0-2 against the spread as a dog, and Virginia Tech's getting home off, off of a tough road trip against Virginia and Syracuse. Uh, they outscored Syracuse by 10 points to win outright as four-and-a-half-point dogs. And, and I tweeted out, and it made it into the pregame forums, that had we done a podcast last week, Virginia Tech plus four-and-a-half was going to be my best bet. Uh, and it, that they ended up winning outright. Virginia Tech is a prolific 
three-point shooting team. They're top 10 in points from beyond the arc. They lead the country in turnovers per game. Uh, they, they take care of the ball. The teams basically have an equal rebounding margin, so I'll take the team that wastes fewer possessions in a close game and who's going to knock down a couple more threes. And Virginia Tech won't see another top eight ACC team until February, so this should have their full attention. I lean Virginia Tech, and I lean an under game. I, I think Virginia Tech tr- keeps this uh, keeps this low scoring. Do you want to bet on this? No, that's why they're leans, Brad. Oh, my. Well, you included it. I mean, I got a like on a game that you threw in. Ugh, okay. So the line projection, one, I get that. So, you know, sometimes we might throw in a game that we expect to be very competitive. So I, 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 I get but, you. I feel you on that one. I also think you bullied me last week into betting you on San Diego State, Utah State when I had a lean. Oh, and you lost. I did. We're trying to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, tra- you should be happy then. <laughs> no, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help save you. That's all dinners right, when man. I'm in I'll Vegas. buy you dinner. I, I'm, all, I'm all right, dude. I don't. I mean, judging from my football best bets, I mean, I should be eating ramen noodles. So. <laughs> uh, I could, uh, you know, probably should be considering the weight that I've gained since I moved here. I like NC State here. Hear me out. So Virginia Tech got that high-profile win over Michigan State earlier this year, but against the four other top 50 teams they faced, they lost all four by an average of 20 points per game. Do you think, AJ, NC State's a top 50 team? You think that's fair? Yeah, they're a top 50 team. Yeah. So mm, that's not a lot of good there. One thing that I brought up, I think, a couple weeks ago on this, one thing I like looking at is the luck factor on, uh, on Ken Palm and, and basically is, hey, what's your win-loss record compared to what it should be when you're evaluating the offensive and defensive efficiencies in these games? And Virginia Tech's been relatively unfortunate, uh, fortunate this year. This is out of 351 Division I teams. Virginia Tech's number 53 in luck. That means they've been fortunate. NC State in that same category, number 272. So NC State's been relatively unfortunate. Experience edge, big one. NC State, very uh, much more experienced team. I mean, Virginia Tech's bottom three in the country as far as experience. I get it. You know, some of that's going by the wayside at this point. But I, I'll say this with young teams. A lot of times I see their trend lines going way up more in February than, than I do right now. Sometimes I see when they're hitting early conference stretches, sometimes they're kind of hitting a wall, and then they you know, get their legs going once it's February. Don't believe me? Look at Kentucky's trend lines. Usually January is a month that's not good for them. It's February when those younger players start, start to hit their stride a little bit. And you mentioned it, AJ. The best unit on the floor is the NC State's offense. Maybe that does make them a little overrated. I don't think that's the case here. I like NC State plus the one. Any closing thoughts? No, I think it's going to be a good game. I do think, well, it's not a, it's not a battle of titans. I do think there's there's some interest in that game, and I think one of those teams has a chance to be, you know, it, it maybe bump into that second tier of the ACC where there's there's sort of a gaping hole right now. All right, here is a game that you do have a strong opinion on, and it is a good one. I think it is a couple of intriguing teams, even though neither one's ranked. Marquette's at Seton Hall. Right now, we're going to project the line. Seton Hall, an eight-point home favorite, total 145. you got to like here, AJ. I do have a like. I, I like Seton Hall. Uh, two best players in the Big East going head-to-head, Miles Powell and Marcus Howard. I, I'm excited for this game. Seton Hall's significantly better with the supporting cast. Uh, Romaro Gill is, is a beast inside, clogs things up defensively, rebounds. Uh, Quincy McKnight is, is leading the team in assists and free-throw percentage steal. He's the perfect complement to Powell. Uh, and, and Powell, since he came back 
from the concussion. He's averaging 21 points per game, four and a half boards, three and a half assists. Uh, Hall is 10th in adjusted de- defensive efficiency, and they lead the Big East in blocks, 6.3 per game. They've held every opponent below their season scoring average this season, and they've oh, held wow. six of the, in, in six of their 11 wins this season. They've held their opponent to 10 points or more below their season scoring average this season. They make things tough on you, and I'm telling you, watching this Marquette team, I think we're starting to see that this Marquette team is not what they've been the last few years. Uh, Marcus Howard's great. The rest of that team built around him is, is not so great. And Marquette is – I don't think they're in – I mean, I, I, they got a big win over the weekend. I don't know that I still trust them as one of the top two or three teams in the Big East this season. And, and Seton Hall, to me, re- returning all but one guy from last year's team, I like this Seton Hall team going forward in the Big East, and, and I, I think I like them here against Marquette. You get agreement from me. I lean, although I lean Seton Hall here, and it's clear. It's clear. I mean, they're they're playing the best ball of the season. Five straight wins and covers for them. Uh, the 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 issue why it's not a like for me. Marquette just seems like a high variance team when they're hitting it. When Howard's hot and they're hitting their threes. I mean, we saw it last Saturday in that game against Nova. I mean, clearly they, they were the right side there. I'm just bringing it up because maybe somebody on this podcast had a best bet on Marquette, but. We've seen in between those, you know, surrounding that Nova performance, loss against Creighton, loss against Providence. And Seton Hall, the the one thing that's been consistent, and you mentioned it, their defense, it's elite. Why is it elite? I mean, they got a lot of length, and they certainly have the height advantage in this one. They're one of the tallest teams in the country, top five in average height. They're about 1.7 inches taller on average than Marquette here. So that's pretty significant. You don't believe me. Just, uh, you know, you don't think 1.7 inches sounds that much. Just think of a number. I don't know, maybe five. Think of one five. Point, in- 1.7 inches is all you got, Brad. You, five, I mean, it's important. Five inches. Think about that. And then add 1.7 inches to that. 6.7 inches. Big difference. So height advantage here. Defense best unit on the floor. Playing your best ball this season. I don't trust Marquette consistently uh, on a game-in and game-out basis. I mean, they, they, they seem like a hot and cold type of team. I agree with you. Lean Seton Hall for me, minus eight. Any closing thoughts? Nope. All right, we're moving here. Let's keep it moving. Georgia at number five, Auburn. We're going to project the unbeaten Auburn Tigers, one of two other being San Diego State. Auburn, 10-point home favorite here, total 148. I'll lead this one. I like Georgia. Give me the Give me the double digits here. I mentioned it. This is getting to the point now when you're in the middle of January and there's only two unbeaten teams. There need there probably is going to be some uh, you know point a point spread inflation here. Maybe we're starting to see it. I, I I'm not official saying you know Auburn. You are certainly paying a big premium if you want to bet on Auburn, but it is notable that they've only covered two of their last seven games. So as they continue to be unbeaten. I do think you know the recreational betters that are transitioning over from football to basketball, they're going to see that zero in the loss column, and they're going to want to bet on an Auburn team that, yeah, they're number five in the AP poll, but, I mean, if you're looking at the, you know, a Ken Palm-type rating, they're more like the 15th best team in, in that. Uh, buying Georgia for me, they're playing their best ball of season. Had a bad second half against Kentucky, but, I mean, they're leading that one at the half. Prior to that, they upset Memphis last Saturday. They're starting to buy in uh, under Tom Crean. And laying 10 points, I'm not sure I want to do that here with an Auburn team. That's number 274 in the country in free throw percentage. Like Georgia plus 10, what say you, AJ? 
Yeah, I, I I lean Georgia plus ten. I don't like Georgia is part of my problem. They're, Why not? They're too reliant on uh, they're too reliant on one guy for scoring. If he doesn't go out and ball out, then what are they going to do? And I'm I'm not crazy about the pace that they run with the personnel that they have. I think everything's I get that everything's built for Edwards, but at some point, I mean, you, you've got to also have a plan for when he's not on, and I don't know that they do. That said. I can't get to laying 10 points with Auburn here. They're coming off a a, a back-and-forth, high-paced game with Vanderbilt, and it, they've got to have some tired legs. They're 2-5 and five against the spread in their last seven, but they are 2-1 and one against the spread in their last three. So those two wins against the spread have come pretty recently. Uh, Georgia's 2-3 and three against the spread as a dog. I, I do think Auburn's a little overrated because of the zero, but they're number three in RPI, and they're number six in, in net rating. And so Kim Palm has them at 16 the average better that Auburn may be a little bit undervalued if you're for the you guys who so? just strictly strictly look at Kim Palm. I mean, I'm I'm not saying they are. I'm saying that's a possibility mm. because normally a team that's number three in RPI isn't 16 in Kim Palm. Uh, Auburn's a good rebounding team, bad free throw shooting team though. That's the problem. Uh, they 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 but they they don't turn the ball over. They don't waste possessions. I like them. I'm just I think I'm gonna like them a little bit more when they're not unbeaten. I'm gonna like them when some of that that shine is off of them. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like Auburn came out of nowhere. I mean, they certainly exceeded expectations, but this is a this is a Final Four team from I mean, <laughs> from last year. So I mean, it, it it's certainly surprising that they're at where they're at right now. But I'm just looking here at, at a couple different of the advanced analytics sites here uh, to see where they stack up. I got 18th at uh, it's another good site because I give Ken Palm a lot of love. Here's another one, Bart Torvik. It's B-A-R-T, so his first name's Bart. Last name's Torvik, T-O-R-V, as in Victor, I-K. This site's free, and to be honest with you, uh, it, it's almost as good as Kempom. It, it, it's really elite, so make sure you're checking that out. It's called BartTorvik.com if you're looking to be, you know, kind of a, a basketball betting novice and you want to handicap your stuff on yourself, a lot of good stuff there. They're 18th there, so that's an advanced metric site. Looking at, you know, Jeff Sagarin, which... I don't think is as much. Okay, he's kind of in between. He's number eight there. So, yeah, I don't know if they're undervalued. I I just think that there's going to be a point, and, and I did say this in my handicap. You know, I'm not sure you're paying a big premium yet, but I'll tell you this, AJ. If they win a couple more games, you're going to start paying a premium when it gets to that in between. Uh, weekend uh, between the conference championships and the Super Bowl, and if Auburn's still sitting there unbeaten. I will pay. I will bet anybody that off of any power rating, you're paying probably an extra half point or so on Auburn in that particular game. Do you want to bet me on that? No, you're probably right. And now, what I will say is, right now, the 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 point where they're at in their schedule, it you know, I think there's going to be a lot of times where people are like, okay, this is the game they lose. And I think we heard that last week with Good point. At Mississippi State. Everybody, th- I think every sharp guy was at Mississippi State. They're going to beat Auburn or that, you know, and the, the line was super short and Auburn just went in there and, and wrecked them. Uh, and, and then Vanderbilt's the team that gives them some trouble uh, at home. So Good point. I think we're it's going to me. I'm going to really start looking when when there's a team that I think is is as talented or close to as talented or, or maybe because so far this this point in the schedule, I just don't see that uh, I, I could see them if there's a if there's a juicy number uh, at Florida. Here in about ten days, then, then maybe you know maybe they'll Florida be a dog had, in that game. I think. 
You think there'll be a dog to an undefeated Auburn will be a dog to Florida? I don't believe it. All right, let's bet it. Well, let's do it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if they're still undefeated, I can't imagine that they'll close as a dog against the Gators. Okay, so they have who, to be undefeated. Kind of, yeah, I'm going to make a prediction. Underperform. They will not win the two road games against Alabama and Florida uh, next week. Okay. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I all it's, right. it's got to come to an end soon. I, I mean, I'm, I, I just don't think – I don't know if this is the spot. I mean, I don't think they'll lose to Georgia, but I, I do – I also can't picture a world where I'm willing to give 10 points for, with them. I, I just don't believe in – I don't believe in Auburn like that. That's A.J. Hoffman. You can follow A.J. on Twitter at A.J. is the real. I am Brad Powers. This is College Basketball Dream Preview. Real quick here, because I don't want to take up too much more time here, but speaking of the other undefeated team – I just got done saying, you know, I think Auburn's unbeaten season is going to end soon. I was looking at San Diego State's schedule. When is that? <laughs> when, when are they going to lose a game? I mean, I, I'm looking through Kempom and a couple of other sites. I mean, they're going to be at least a, a five-point favorite in every single game down the stretch. That doesn't mean doesn't necessarily equate to them, you know, running the table unbeaten, but – this is a team that, if we're going to talk about a team that they can make a deep run here, you know, 20 and 0, 22 and 0, 24, 25 and 0, San Diego State might be your team here. I mean, the, the game that they should have lost, and theoretically, they were, th- what, a three, three and a half point underdog was last week against Utah State, and they handled them quite easily. I mean, wh- who's the team that's going to be able to take care of them? They get Utah State at home now, and, and the next best team they're going to face is probably New, New Mexico, Mexico on, on the road. The road. Yeah, New Mexico. Yeah, that's on a the tough road. place to play. New Mexico doesn't lose much in that building, but yeah, you're right. They're, they'll be they'll be favored against everybody going forward, and they've they've got some solid wins. Uh, they they beat Creighton, they beat Iowa. Uh, they, that Colorado State team is is not a bad win. BYU is is looking better and better of Absolutely. a win every week. Uh, you know, Utah, Utah State. Uh, you know they they've they've really looked good, and I like I said last week that defense will travel. Uh, and when you're a good defensive team, you got a shot in every game, especially with the schedule they've got for conference play. It wouldn't shock me if this team has has none or one loss going into the conference tournament. Yeah, I, I agree there. That's AJ who got me on San Diego State last week. I thought Utah State would beat them, and market agrees. I think with that me. something's wrong with that team. There's something's wrong. Yeah, with that Utah I agree. State team. I agree. Uh, let's move along. Number twenty-two Texas Tech at number seventeen West Virginia, and then we'll get the best bets from the boys. Right now, we're going to project West Virginia six and a half point home favorite total one twenty eight. A couple of ranked teams. Which way are you going here, AJ? Yeah, I like the under in this game. I like under one twenty eight. I've said before. I, I think West Virginia is good. I, I think they're a, a dark horse team in March. I just worry about them scoring. I, I worry about them consistently getting enough scoring. They're having to win these games that are so ugly and. It's great, like in the Kansas game, when you can get a, another team that's willing to ugly it up. I think Texas Tech's another team that's willing to, to ugly it up. Tech has similar issues. They're not great at scoring. They want to slow the tempo down. They want to give West Virginia fewer looks, make them hit a decent percentage. I just don't know that West Virginia will. Uh, they've got turnover issues. West Virginia does. They make up for it with extra possessions because they're so great on the offensive glass. I I don't have a great feel for the side. I, I think because I think it's such a low-scoring game. I I guess I'd probably lean to Texas Tech, but I I like West Virginia as a team, particularly at home, significantly more. I just don't want to give six and a half points in a game that I think is going to be played in in the fifties. So uh, I I think it's a first to sixty type game. I I, I like the under one twenty-eight here. Yeah, and that's been the play for West Virginia games. I mean, seven straight unders and. 
I know guys out there on Twitter that pretty much you know criticize anything you tweet out. Whether I mean, you can be uh, yeah, whatever. I won't go down that road. Uh, I'm going to lean with the under here. Seven straight for West Virginia. The criticism would be is, well, aren't you paying a premium now that they've had seven straight unders? I mean, the the other side of that is, hey, maybe the market hasn't caught up. This isn't the same market, people, as football, as college or the NFL. It takes a while for the markets to adjust in college basketball. Don't believe me? I mean, you can see a team like a couple years ago, Nebraska, like cover 18 out of 20 games because they can't catch up. Even a high-profile team like Michigan. I think on the day of the Big Ten championship game, where Michigan's looking like a really good bet. I mean, me and Fez bet them at one outlier book, like 40 to 1. Here in town in Vegas, not an outlier book like some uh, you know, New Zealand book that, that Fez can get his hands on. I mean, the college basketball market's a little bit slower. So the fact, you know, unlike college football or the NFL, where I would normally like to, like, fade a team that's off seven straight, you know, covers, because I do think the premium is going to really kick in at that point. I don't necessarily think it kicks in, particularly on a college basketball total. Seven straight for West Virginia. You got a couple of uh, top 12 defenses. The thing that I, I concern me, because I wanted to take Texas Tech to AJ, but a couple of things c- concern me. West Virginia, obviously the much deeper team. They throw waves of players at you. And also West Virginia, this time of year, one of my go-tos, strength of schedule. West Virginia's played a top 10 schedule in terms of strength. Texas Tech not even in the top 200. That would concern me and keep me off of Texas Tech, the Red Raiders here, plus the points. I agree with you, though. Lean with the under. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I think Texas Tech is going through what we're seeing this with a lot of the teams last year that we looked at as really good defensive teams. And last last year, some of those really good defensive teams were able to make deep runs. Purdue, I mean, Texas Tech, Virginia, obviously, all those teams, either I mean, they all lost their their key scorers, but also they're having a hard time replacing those guys because they're not getting easy three-point shooting. And I think this may be where that three-point line being pushed back some makes it tougher on these teams that are defense, the the three and D teams that, that just get by on hitting those big shots. And right now you're seeing all these teams like that Purdue, Virginia, Texas Tech, you're seeing them struggle a little bit without the guys who can hit the shots from deep. That's A.J. Hoffman, Brad Powers here. All right, guys, the stakes get raised from this point forward. Nothing but best bets. Here's what's coming your way here. We got a best bet from Dave Esler, the guy who's been winning since Moses was in short pants. Dave Esler with a best bet on Ohio State, Indiana. Sleepy Jay's got not one but two best bets, one total and one side. The sides, one of those very low-level type of games where there's some value. And speaking of that, A.J. Hoffman has a similar best bet in one of those lower-level games where you can really find some value. And then at the end, if you're willing Lower to, level? Low, it still pays the same. Come on. Come on. Oh, my. Cal Baptist and Grand Canyon? Listen, the WAC is a respected conference. It is on the board, I think, this year in the rotation numbers. It like, is it's in not, the rotation. It doesn't have yeah, those, it's like... It's not an extra game. Fair enough. Fair enough. That that's new this year though. Same same limits as Duke Kentucky games. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure of it. I, I I'm going to tell you about some limits on a national championship game. What my limit was, and if you guys want to stay for the football best bet for me, that'll be at the very end. But let's go to Dave Esler here, who has a best bet on the Ohio State Indiana game. Take it away, Dave. Saturday, Indiana Ohio State. Expect Ohio State to be minus two and a half, minus three. Biggest variable here, 
whether Kyle Young plays for Ohio State. You know, that appendectomy, the 29th, a normal recovery time is two to three weeks. I'm betting he won't play because they got a gimme game Tuesday against Nebraska. So I'm not sure Holtman rushes it. So, yes, the best player on the court is Caleb Wesson. But since Young's been out, Wesson's had to play six or eight more minutes per game than he otherwise would. I don't know where the rest of the points are going to come from for the Buckeyes. In the last five games, Muhammad is three for 16 shooting. The point guard Walker has been struggling so much. Holtman started a freshman at point guard at Maryland the other night. So the whole rotation is a mess right now. And Indiana is closer than expected game with Northwestern. They got out to a, a big lead early. It might have been a case of looking ahead. Uh, Indiana here has a big length advantage. Indiana is the 10th best offensive rebounding team in the nation and there's the second best free throw rate. The Buckeyes haven't won a road game yet. They won't here. And I think this line is living off the Buckeyes ranking two weeks ago, not right now. I'll gladly take more than a possession with the Hoosiers at home. All right, that's Dave Essler on the Indiana Hoosiers. A game probably A.J. Hoffman should have included in this rundown. Seemed like a pretty good game. I'm sorry. All right, right. right. we'll get him next time. Actually, you know what? I'm at fault. I got to start taking a little control here. I don't need control over Sleepy, who you guys have kind of controlled this pick. You've been getting after Sleepy. You had a really good run on totals last year's college basketball dream preview, and he's got one for you here this upcoming weekend. Big 10 action again for Sleepy here. Penn State, Wisconsin. Take it away, Sleepy, on your favorite total of the weekend. You guys have been asking for a totals play from me, so here's one for Saturday afternoon. Wisconsin, Penn State, under I expect this total to come out in the 134 to 138 range on paper. It says this one should come out around 138 and a half for a projected total. But these conference games, they tend to come in slightly lower. So my buy price for the under in this game, 133 and a half. Penn State offense is the reason why this total might come in a bit high here, guys. Penn State averages almost 80 points per game on the season, but I'm not buying it. Yes, Penn State plays fast with the nation's 33rd ranked paced offense, but the Nittany Lions have played a ton of bad teams this season. Cornell, Maryland Eastern Shore, Wagner, Bucknell, Central Connecticut. When you're putting up anywhere between 85 and 100 points against those teams, it tends to skew the numbers just a little bit. Wisconsin will be the second best defense that Penn State has faced this season. Wisconsin is not only very good on defense, as they rank 26th in the nation, Wisconsin is also one of the bottom five slowest teams in pace in the nation. You want to talk about moving the ball slow and eating up the shot clock, Wisconsin might actually take the cake out of 353 teams in Division I basketball. Wisconsin ranks 348. Who's the best defense that Penn State has played this season? That would be Rutgers. Rutgers Penn State just played last game. Penn State struggled in that game, only putting up 61 points. Both teams coming into this game, Wisconsin Penn State, are both off a loss. So I expect a lot of focus here on the defensive end. With Wisconsin's pace, I can only think under. I believe this number will come in a little bit inflated. So my total play for you guys for Saturday, Wisconsin Penn State, under. Let's play this one all the way to 133 and a half. All right, and that's just not enough for Sleepy Jay. He wants to give you guys winners. And if you're staying up late on the West Coast, I think you got another one here. Best bet for Sleepy Jay. Take it away, Sleepy. All right, guys, here we go. Dream Podcast College Basketball Best Bet for Saturday, UC Santa Barbara. Yeah, I'm going off the beaten path here with one of my favorite betting conferences, but the bottom line is 
we want winners. I'm not sure exactly what this number is going to be, but my gut says somewhere in the range of UC Santa Barbara at home here, minus 11, maybe minus 13 and a half. I'm fine laying the big number here because I think Long Beach gets crushed. I would go ahead and play this up to minus 15. I don't think it will be that high, but I do project a 20 plus point blowout here for the Gauchos. Long Beach, they stink, guys. The season stats are very bad as they just don't have a whole hell of a lot right now. In fact, the best stat that they have that is in the top 100 out of 353 teams is turnovers forced at 74th. Now I look at about 30 plus stat categories and that's the only one Long Beach even cracks inside the top 100. Long Beach is living in the bottom of the barrel guys in so many stat categories. Remember out of 353 teams now, Long Beach ranks 313 in field goal defense, 319 in rebound margin, 338 in turnover assist ratio, 347 in fewest turnovers, 335 in scoring defense, and 300th in assist. Guys, this team stinks. I just played against them the other night. They got crushed. Now they have to play back-to-back road games here, and now they face a Gauchos team who has the conference's best record. Santa Barbara out of 353 teams, they land in the top third of statistical categories 14 times out of 35. That's very good on paper. Everything Long Beach does bad, Santa Barbara does well. What Long Beach does decent, Santa Barbara does even better. This is a complete mismatch of two teams. Typically, they've been close in the past couple years. But look at what UC's done on the road this season. That alone should tell you how good this team is right now. Only three losses out of eight road games. One to UCLA, Oregon State, and the Big Sky Conference's best team, Southern Utah, in a one-point loss. Gauchos, they are a good team, guys. This one won't be close, and I expect UC Santa Barbara to run Long Beach right out of the gym. My best bet, guys, for Saturday, UC Santa Barbara. Play them all the way up to minus 13 and a half. I see a 20-plus point blowout here. All right, that's Sleepy Jay with not one but two best bets there. That one being on UC Santa Barbara. Now, Gauchos. Now he gets the music now. You know he's big time if he gets the music. He does. He didn't want it at first, but he just got a winner listening to Blossom introduce him last week. Here's AJ's best bet, but first, our girl. Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Fire up your pad and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. This is the game we're all going to be dreaming about and looking forward to for the weekend. Forget Kansas City and Houston. Forget (laughs) the 49ers and the Vikings. Forget that big top five matchup, Kansas and Baylor. I'm talking about Cal Baptist, people. I'm talking about Grand Canyon. And A.J. Hoffman, your best bet for this podcast is is Cal Baptist, we're going to make it minus one on the road at Grand Canyon. And Grand Canyon was a great story last year, 20-win team. I got bad news. This is not last year's Grand Canyon team. They, they were picked second preseason in the WAC, and they have been a disaster. Four and ten against the spread. They lost outright to NAIA Davenport College at home. Cal Baptist, on the other hand, 10-4 and four against the spread, 8-1 and one in their last nine, their only loss against New Mexico State, who is the best team in the WAC. Uh, they've got the best player in the conference in their big man, Milan Aqua, and they get excellent guard play from two guys, Farron Flavors 
and and Brandon Boyd, and it, both these guys have really tuned up the or turned up the offense lately. Cal Baptist, a really efficient offense, one of the better offenses you're going to find in the country, I think. Uh, Grand Canyon, zero wins inside the Ken Palm Top 200. Cal Baptist only has one loss outside the Top 150. They're basically even defensively. Cal Baptist, 276 in defensive efficiency. Uh, Grand Canyon, 277. But Cal Baptist, 94th in adjusted O, while Grand Canyon's 180th. I was And I played last night on Cal Baptist. I took Cal Baptist on the money line when it was plus one and a half. And the, the game got steamed up to three. And I, fu- I thought, man, maybe I was wrong on this. Maybe I was too high on them. Uh, and maybe I didn't have the right feel for them. And then they ended up boat racing Cal State Bakersfield last night on the road. So I, I think Cal Baptist is the second best team in the WAC. I think Grand Canyon is a shell of what they were before. Uh, Cal Baptist 3-1 and one against the spread on the road with an outright win as a three-point dog, uh, like I said, last night against Bakersfield and as a 10-point dog against UC Irvine. I like this Cal Baptist team. It's traveled well so far. They, they, they covered against Texas early in the season, played Texas, gave Texas a scare, honestly, until late in that game. They were within a possession. So I like Cal, Cal Baptist a lot. My best bet, Cal Baptist minus one at Grand Canyon. All right, that's A.J. Hoffman. You know what? I forgot a best bet because earlier in the show, he kind of ticked me off a little bit. But you know what? I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He does take a lot of grief around the office throughout the week. I know because I'm here, and I got to listen to it right along with you. Mackenzie, you won, though, last week. Very sharp bet. You got another one for us in the NBA this weekend? Yes, I do. In a battle of two really hot teams, give me the team with the Wiley Vets over the young, uh, the upstart youngsters. We're talking Spurs, Grizzlies. The game is tomorrow night. That'll be Friday. And it's a pick em right now. The last time the Spurs visited Memphis, they won by 30. Now, I think this is a little overreaction to the Spurs' woes in the early of the season. They had a terrible November, and I think it's all about their guard play. DeJounte Murray came into the season after tearing his ACL last year a little bit, a little bit too hungry, a little bit too... Uh, too feisty. He didn't really fit into the team concept. But the last month, he's been playing a lot better, and that has helped their other guards. Lonnie Walker has been a revelation. DeMar DeRozan scoring 28 a game this month on 60% shooting. They're hitting on all cylinders. They're 6-0 and in their last six on the road. And I'm going to take the Spurs at a pick over the Grizzlies. All right, that's McKenzie coming in strong there. Since we had a ton of best bets here, we might as well recap them. I had one in college hoops under 131, Kansas Baylor. That's my best bet as far as college hoops. A.J. Hoffman, best bet, Cal Baptist, minus one. Dave Essler, best bet, Indiana. Sleepy J, best bet, total, Penn State, Wisconsin, under. Best bet, side, UC, Santa Barbara for Sleepy. And if you're willing to stay on for just one more, guys, Matt Christensen's going to give you the best bet in the Oscars. Is that right, Matt? Yes. What 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 do you got? Uh, well, I got my favorite, Best Picture Joker. Best Picture Joker. You know what? I agree, actually. That was my favorite one that I saw this week. We'll see. I, I don't think they're going to give it to it, though. Usually it doesn't necessarily match. You know, they gave some, Joaquin some love uh, in the Golden Globes, and I'm going down a road I shouldn't right now. My best bet is I've heard that the Oscars won't have a host after that Ricky Gervais uh, monologue on the Golden Globes. That's quite funny. I did enjoy that monologue. Any additional thoughts, AJ, before I get to this FCS National Championship? I got nothing. Let's get to it. All man. right, let's get to it. And I'll have my main man here introduce this one, this best bet.
And there is no one that does it better than hopefully Brad Powers when it comes to this FCS National Championship game. And I'm going under 49 here. And it's played on Saturday. It's on ABC, so nationally televised game. And if you foul football at all, you know that these are the two. This is like the Alabama versus Clemson National Championship game because it's North Dakota State and James Madison who have combined for the last eight national championships between the two of them. Obviously, North Dakota State, I think, has seven of those. James Madison, the other. But you look at the matchup. There's, a, there's three reasons why I like the under 49 here. Number one, weather. 20-mile-an-hour winds in the forecast for this one. It's supposed to snow in the night before this game. And let me remind you, this game is played in Texas. It's an early 11 a.m. local start time. Temperatures, you know, upper 30s, low 40s for this game. In Texas, 20-mile-an-hour wind in this game. Under, that's reason number one why I like the under. Number two for me is it's a unique playing spot for both of these teams. Let's keep in mind. These two teams play 11-12 regular season games. Then they play three playoff games week after week after week. And then all of a sudden they have a three-week layoff in between the semifinals of the playoffs and this championship game. Sometimes that really disrupts the rhythm and the timing of the offenses. That's reason two for the under here. We're talking FCS National Championship game under 49, North Dakota State, James Madison. And finally... You look at how the game flow is when these two teams match up, and they matched up a couple times before in the FCS playoffs. Average total score, 37 points per game. You look at James Madison this year. The three games that they had against the top 15 teams that they faced in my power ratings, the average score in those games, 24-9. to When it's a big-time game, they're not afraid to, to just rely on their one of the top defenses in the country. They muck it up. They run the ball. I think that'll be the case for North Dakota State. Add it all up for me. Under the total, under 49, and you might be able to get 500 bucks on that because that's all I could get under the total. Oh, no. Yeah, they limited me, and then they moved the line a point and a half after I bet it. So, What book? Circa. You don't want to call them out? No, oh, you know okay. what? I'm not going to give them too much grief because I'll say this. Circa is in the very, very good graces of Brad Powers. Why? They release college football games at 11 a.m. on Sunday. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I – I give them a lot of credit. They've been they've kind of changed the the way lines have been set for college football because they're putting out numbers so early and I mean they're not they're not afraid to get hammered on those opening numbers and every other book is waiting to see how Circa moves before they're willing to release their lines. So I, I give them a lot of credit for that. I give them a ton of credit. So I you're not going to hear any grief from me. I, I give them a hell of a lot of credit for for having the guts to be the world opener because I'll be perfectly frank. There's not a lot of books in town that have any guts to do it. I mean, they're just kind of going in you going in a disguise tomorrow and trying to get down some more. No, I can't get down in what I could. So, uh, okay. It is. I mean, I'll in game live. You're out here moving lines, moving lines. Not enough. We got to win these babies. So that'll wrap it up. Unless AJ's got some closing thoughts. Uh, That's going to do it here for the college basketball dream preview. Guys, we will start this upcoming week. We're going to start having obviously two podcasts a week. The, you know, the, why we didn't have one on Monday is on me. Blame me for that. Not AJ's fault. He wanted to do it. I'm the one that put the kibosh to that. But moving forward, we will have two podcasts each and every week, released Mondays and Fridays, covering you for all the biggest college basketball games. He's AJ Hoffman. You can follow him on Twitter, at AJ is the real. I'm Brad Powers. You can follow me on Twitter, 
at BradPower7. Thank you to Mackenzie. Thank you for Matt. And that'll be it. We'll talk to you guys on Monday here on the Dream Preview. Thanks for listening to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Catch the Wise Guy Roundtable each week. College football released on Wednesday. NFL on Thursday. Don't miss any winners. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Visit podcastone.com and download the Podcast One app. Have a question for RJ? You can contact him directly on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Live the dream with us each week.